Terminals, so many terminals uh, Trying to make my way to luggage But you see the others, they pushing and shoving it All in my area, in my area You know I've been missing you, kissing you through the phone But now I wanna just raise you and put you on pedestal uh, On pedestal You know I've been playing for 17 hours And now I can see you, my girl, I feel like I'm a criminal I criminal Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Kendrick, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. The One True King of the South, a.k.a. Stimmy Turner, a.k.a. Vaccine Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Vaccine Shaw, attorney at law. And we were and we are reclaiming our motherfucking time like vaccine waters. I'm and dead. On the hotline. As always, is my wonderful, gracious, and soon to have a birthday ass host. <laughs> hey y'all, it's your girl Allie Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker, aka that bald headed badass, still bald, still bad, Sue, still mad, apparently. Okay, aka one time for the birthday bitch, two times for the birthday bitch. Uh, aka Mrs. Last Week of Her Twenties, aka I'm finna be naked. But, like, why do you have to be naked, though? Like, why do you have to be naked? Calvin, you see what I'm wearing tonight, and it's a smooth Tuesday. I'm going to be naked the rest of this week. Just, uh, Finally, that little baby who's not listening the rest of this week. So, guys, if you're hearing this, by the time this drops, it'll be April Friday, April 2nd. Saturday, April 3rd is officially my birthday. So, if you're listening to this, Cash App, AliPays, AA. A-L-L-I-E-P-A-Y-S. If you're unsure, text me. I'll damn sure give it to you. Um, I like if you want to send her some money that I can send over, let me know. Let me know. Calvin, I don't need a manager. <laughs> I take 10% off the top, okay? I take oh 10% off the top. You really not shit. But no, I'm really geeked up about this 30th birthday. I cannot lie. Um I'm I'm geeked. Um, I, I think I touched on it last episode, so I'm not going to weigh on it too heavy right now. But, you know, last year, I mean, I didn't plan anything for my 30th because I wasn't expecting to be here for it. So the fact that I have something to look forward to, you know, this week has been a bunch of like, hey, let's kick it. Let's take you out. Let's let's turn up. Even tonight, I am getting ready to do some ratchet ass shit tonight that is completely outside of like me. But it's like, fuck it. Why not? I'm going to ride a mechanical bull. I'm going to eat tacos. Apparently, I have a bottle. In a section, so I'm just out here, just just you, the mechanical bull, nigga. Like <laughs> you, you want to be, you want to be old town road so goddamn bad. I'm gonna take my talents to the old town road. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm truly excited, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't like. Okay, because me being 30 years old on a party flyer does not sit with me at all. It did not sit well with me at all. But I understood the gesture behind it, so I decided not to be a dick. Also, the other part about it is, like, people actually want to come out and hang out with me. And coming from the space that I was in a couple months ago, it feels good to have people want to celebrate you and want to see you and want to, like, wish you a good one. And birthdays have always meant a lot to me. And I'll be real, like, this would be my second technical COVID birthday. So even I can't do what I want to do, and you know, how big I want to do things because I still want to be respectful and mindful of the people who may have not gotten their vaccine or take care of their, you know, their family members. COVID is still a very real thing um, as we start to try to move into normalcy. But um, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to live in the moment. I'm taking it every day of this week, day by day. Also, for the first time in like ever, me and kiddos, P- um, his spring break and my PTO actually align this time. I, and so he's on spring break this week. So it's hella mommy and me shit, hella us time, hella just me and him and and hanging out. And I'm honestly looking forward to it. Like today, we went and got our haircuts. <laughs> we haven't been able to get our haircut on the same day in forever. But um. We got our haircut. He paid for a lunch. He pulled out a $20 bill and was like, I got it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. So I let him. You said you can't tell that young king nothing. You hear me? You he said, said, don't worry about it. It's on me today. It was, I mean, I was like, 
Okay. Ah, I love it. I love the energy. I love that energy. I love it. So I'm like, but you know what it is? Maybe he's listening. He's maybe paying a little bit more attention than I prefer because the fact that you know to pay for me is, (laughs) it's up there. It's up there. Listen, man, listen, kids are sponges. They are sponges. They, they soaking all of the energy, good, bad, or otherwise around them. That's why you got it. We always say you have to be so careful in protecting the space and the energy around your child and like really being mindful of stuff that they consume because they are sponges. They will consume everything that is placed in front of them. They're like they're like little baby Roombas. You feel me? Roomba just go. He don't really care about what's going on. He just go. So like that's so yeah. Of course he's picking up on that. He's like he know any of these other dusty niggas got to pay for mommy, so he got to pay for mommy. I mean, I respect the energy. I just think that in my head as a mom, my first instinct is to do like to take care of it. Like that's my child. That's my child. And I didn't really start going out of my way for my parents until I was, you know, an adult. And I understood what it what it started learning more about reciprocity in all relationships, not just your romantic ones. And it's a concept that my son is grasping. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, like, he's into girls, too. So maybe your mother is your first date. My father was my first date. So um, showing him what it looks like. Like, even today, when we were walking up and down the street, he walked closest to the street. He opened my door the whole time. Like when we were getting in and out of the car, he opened my door. He's taking bags out of my hand. It's like the things that okay, I know. Look and I'm like, look at my little nigga being chivalrous. Okay, let's and, go. And I would typically have to like remind him, Braylon, get the door, or you know, kiddo, take this bag, or meet me downstairs with the girl. Like I went to the grocery store yesterday, and he was like, "Let me know when you're downstairs." Okay, yes, sir. Like. He's starting to get it. And I think as a parent, at the end of 30, I'll have a grown man at the end of my at the end of my 30s, my son will be 18. No, my son will be 21. My son will be 21 at the end of my because, 30s. Because it's your so. birthday, I'm not gonna make fun of the fact of how bad your math is. Yep. It's terrible. <laughs> Cause by the time I'm 37, Braylon will be 18. 18 plus three is what? Like 21. 21. So yeah, by the end of the, my 30s, I'll have a 21-year-old. My math wasn't bad there, Calvin. Fuck you. <laughs> also, Calvin, for, for the boys and girls at home who can't see me and Calvin right now, I am trying to grip this blunt with my nails, and the nail lady went and did my nails wrong. And like, she's sitting there telling me, and I was like, my shape is off. Like, this doesn't look right. And he was like, oh, just wait till I'm done. Just wait till I'm done. So he polishes them, everything. Gets to the end of it. I look at my nails and I just look back at him and he's like, don't worry about it. My nails were free. The shape is still fucked up, but at least my nails were free. Like, I, you, you know what that remind me of? There's a Drake line for everything. <laughs> there is. But so, you know, I went to Chick-fil-A the other day. Uh-huh. And they got my order wrong, cuz. Or you just didn't know what you wanted. I wanted cheese on my sandwich. And did they not give you cheese? No. Calvin, haven't we been talking about going back into the gym? <laughs> no. <laughs> we Listen, I understand. Maybe and Chick-fil-A like, preemptively knew what your needs were. Maybe they anticipated your need. Maybe Chick-fil-A knew what was better for you. Chick-fil-A is also racist. So it could have been discrimination. They just didn't <laughs> fuck with a real nigga. So. And like. My government name is one of those where it's like, you don't necessarily know if I'm black until I pull up. But, uh, but I also have an Impala. So there's that. I mean... <laughs> like, it's one of those things where the name plus the Impala is probably giveaway that like, oh, he's a nigga. Um, but listen... I really try my hardest to stay, stand with everybody who's boycotting Chick Fil A, and then I saw then I saw gay people getting catered at their weddings and shit, and I was like, "Well, the uh, the white gays got Chick Fil A catered. The white gays. Let's be let's be very clear. Well, if we gonna keep it another buck, I've seen some some black members of the LGBTQ community eating Chick Fil A sandwiches as well. I too so still what, eat Chick Fil A. But like, listen, this is, this is what I have. 
I have one friend, and as a matter of fact, I was speaking to him today. I have one friend. Um, I have one friend, and I tell him this all the time. I respect your music stances with problematic artists minus one because. Uh, hold on, sorry. Because I lost my train of thought. Because he at least admits that his faves are trash. He'd be like, nah, that nigga is wildin', but he makes bangers. And his music for me is hard to let go of. That's all I ask. All I ask is for y'all to be honest about the fact that your faves are hot fucking garbage. I'm not sitting here saying set them niggas to the side or disregard them. I would never tell you that. What I am always going to tell you is be honest about who these niggas are. Y'all don't do that enough for me. So yeah, I look at y'all funny in the light for y'all music takes. Like, I know Ariana Grande is a fucking brat, but that's my bitch. I love Ariana Grande. I look at it like this. I really look at it like we all, we all have something that we can't let go, right? Right. Oh, I got to act, man. Like Scorpios. I don't know what it is about Scorpio men. They're going to ruin my life. Every man... Minus this like, is a Wendy's. I'm this sorry. is a Wendy's. Scorpio men be having a hold on me. And you want to know what it is? It's because they play hot and cold. And I'm an Aries. So I feel provoked by it. Like, it's chaotic. It's chaotic as fuck. And I'm an Aries. I love chaos. <laughs> you thrive on it. But you also, you also don't want to get your little feelings hurt when someone provoke you back. So it's, it's funny. No, I'll be ready to fight. It's like, it'd be like, do as I say, not as I do. But if you do as I do, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. But if you do as I do, I'm going to cut you off. Don't violate my boundaries. Cut you off, stab you. Same difference, right? Any hooters. Um, what was I about to say to you? I am Besides going to- Chick-fil-A knew my, knew my order better than I knew my order. Speaking of restaurants, Calvin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, as a Keep it podcast- fucking cute, nigga. Keep it fucking cute. <laughs> I will do my best because I don't need anybody trying to ask you or me about my whereabouts. If we get jammed up. Listen, you know them niggas is like the mafia. I, ain't, I don't want no part. You know what's crazy? Any- is that if them niggas... Picked up all of the businesses that they owned in the city, shut them down, picked them up, and took them out of town. Cincinnati would die. You'd be left with Second Saturday. And and I'm not going to Second Saturday. Do they own Privilege, too? No. That's Eddie and them. Yeah. Anyways, so over the weekend, (laughs) as as an entertainment platform that is in the city of Cincinnati... We are obligated to report on this. (laughs) We are obligated to touch on and talk upon when Cincinnati goes viral on TikTok and social media. Every time Cincinnati goes viral, it is something. It's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. Like, we are a good city. Like, we are honestly a fun time. And you niggas be having us out here looking nuts. (laughs) You know what it is? Cincinnati is like... You ever been you ever been somewhere and you introduce like a friend or, or or a partner to the group and you're like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, this my homie, this my this my girl, this my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, he cool people, she cool peoples, and then like they pick the one time in front of company to act out, and then you have to explain the entire time like this is not usually who they are, but maybe they just got a little too drunk and started being sloppy or you you know you know you know what I'm talking about? Man, hell yeah. I- We've all been there. I'll say that. Cincinnati is that city. <laughs> We're over here talking, tell, trying to tell you about all of the good times and the good things that it offers and all of the positive things that it offers. <laughs> and then every time it goes viral or gets national attention, it's for some bullshit. You know, and it's hard to talk shit about Cleveland when every time your city is viral is for dumb shit. But we can still talk shit about Cleveland. Because it's not Cleveland. Listen, Cleveland Cleveland has more potholes than good clubs. Oh, right. So does Cincinnati, nigga. Have you been on Reading Road? 
No, because I enjoy driving my car. Maybe I don't have suspension right now. <laughs> <laughs> Any fucking way. So tell the people what happened at this one restaurant in OTR. That, that this one restaurant that we not gonna name. Um. So I'm minding my business, and everyone else is scrolling through the timeline, and. I I see here's the, I'm gonna explain it how I saw it. So I first see like Google reviews for this for this institution, and they are hilarious. Like niggas are deep frying the fuck out of this institution on Google reviews. Like someone tried to change the category of the place to a public restroom. Like they talk they saying like. Don't go in there if you're over 175 pounds. They're gonna make you stand on a scale. Like, uh, like the waiter put Dookie in my food, and when when I said like, "Hey, there's Dookie in my food," he body slammed me. Just going in, right, and giving them one star reviews. Like, I'll put it like this: this this uh establishment's current out of five stars on Google is 1.1. Right, y'all. So, Drove these reviews because they were at five. We they they were at five. They had five star reviews. They did. And so now, me being the inquisitive black man that I am, I'm trying to figure out. Well, what? Why are all of these reviews coming in? And then I go to TikTok, and this pretty young lady is on TikTok explaining how her cousins. Uh, were denied entry into this establishment because, according to according to the actually according to everyone, because the owner kind of confirmed some of this story on his end that he didn't let these people in because one's lace front was showing and another person's wig cap was showing because I think. In the dating question, it was a little windy. So, you know, sometimes the wigs don't be wigging the way they need a wig. Sometimes the lace be looking more screen doorish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so, and so this woman is, is obviously, she's like going to bat and defending her cousins, defending her family. Even when as far as saying, look how good my, look how good my cousin is. Like, what lace? What lace? I'm like, right there. Right, right there. There, right there, there it is. It there right it is. There. I be feeling like, um, you remember when you watched Dora the Explorer, maybe with Kiddo when he was younger, and Dora would ask, like, where's the map or where's whatever? And you'd be like, right there. It's it's right there. It's it's where? Right there. <laughs> right there. Right there. It, it'd be right there, sis. But all right. Shorty was playing Dora the Explorer with her friends, uh, Lace Friends of Wigcap. And and so then the conversation kind of came into, especially because the Public owner is a black man, and these were black women. As far as like, what is within your right to turn away people? What's not within your right? Are you being discriminatory? All of these questions, right? Right. And it reminds you know what it reminded me a lot of. It reminded me a lot of like the True Kitchen uh, debacle in 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 Texas. Remember right. that one? That's what this reminds me of a little bit, right? And again, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it cute as I can. The the establishment pretty much has carte blanche, has every right to decide who they want to let in and not let in their establishment. That's kind of their right because it's not a public place; it's a private property. Like they can choose whether or not who to let in or who not to let in, pretty much at their own discretion. You know what I mean? Like, we see this all the time at, you know, the short north in Columbus, the banks in Cincinnati, right. Mount Adams back in the day, where these white-owned establishments will pretty much be like, uh, you're, nah, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm straight. And even though, you know, other people who may not look like us was able to get in with the same or worse shit on. So this particular thing is not nothing new, right? And Again, the, the, the owners have, a, have a, a right to kind of establish what they want their dress code, what they want their ambiance to be. Now, as someone who has frequented this particular establishment plenty of times, 
I know two things to be true. A couple things to be true. One, generally, if I go into if I go into this establishment, I generally have a decent to solid time. It's by far, it's nowhere close to being the worst option to go to in the city. So a lot of you niggas saying that are just hating. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely like, there's, hating. There's, 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 there's some truth and there's some hate. Like, and sometimes All I right. blur that one. So let's, so let's, 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 let's get to chopping the stable for real, right? Here's my take. My very, oh, very, okay. very, 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 my own. I need to make this extremely clear. The views expressed are none of my employer, but that of my own. Okay. Do I think that as somebody who was at the first, when brunch started, before when brunch was on its way to becoming brunch, right? Um, I when it was an infancy concept, it was like, oh, I was like, oh, we're, we're doing brunch where? Okay, like, shit, let's go. But it's like this: when brunch was only thirty five dollars, I was there. <laughs> okay, um, they raised the price for obviously good reasons, right? And typically, when you raise the price of something, it is supposed to also elevate the experience of said. Um, of said thing, right? You're not supposed to get the same thing for the same amount of money, for more money. Like, that's a sunk cost. It's stupid, right? So, in the attempt of raising the prices, he was also trying to elevate the experience that people got. And when you bring in a certain, when you have a certain expectation and you see people falling below that, it should start from within on up. Um, If there are wardrobe requirements for staff, there are wardrobe requirements typically for um, any restaurant. Sometimes I think we get the message get lost in translation because of delivery. I'm going to leave that right there. And um, to be honest with you, sometimes in the way that we step into certain establishments is under par and it is under expectations. There's a way to say that to people that doesn't get lead to 350,000. 350k views on a TikTok video, but um, for people having an expectation for what they want their establishment to look like, they and I don't think either party was wrong here. I think that there was a way to express that, but also include that in your description, include the requirements in your, um, you know, include that kind of information in your. Um, in your bio or in your information when it comes to your establishment and what the expectations are. I would never go to a Ruth Chris establishment or, you know, not a Ruth Chris or a high-end establishment and 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 not show up accordingly. I don't go go to the grocery store and not show up accordingly. So that, I mean, but that's my personal mantra and that doesn't have to be it. I think where the lines got blurred here is that, are we talking about were they inappropriate or is this personal preference? Right. And so I think I think sometimes um But when you're the owner, it doesn't matter. Personal preference is 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 the dress code. Your dress code is whatever you choose to make it out to be. And like we know there's been times, um there's been plenty of times like this these particular establishments that are owned by owned by this man have come into the news for certain for similar things, right? Right. We 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 we've all, I mean I've even seen seen some of it happen firsthand where like you know somebody had Tim's on wasn't you know wasn't gonna let be let in or you know they had they said no sweats but the man had on like some some joggers like you know what I mean so I've seen it personally and I I'll really be honest with you I have absolutely seen some airport fits at brunch that pissed me off because I know how I would step I know how I've been told that this is what you're supposed to look like for this kind of occasion. And there are variants of that. You can go cool, casual to brunch, or you can go total bad bitch. However you want to, however you want to do it. But I was also taught that, like, when you step outside for certain things, like, I always dress like it's my last day on earth. I've always been that way. Always. Even when I'm keeping it cool, I've always dressed like this may be the last time you see me, and I want you to make sure that you remember this moment. Always. And, like, you know, because, I've, I've, like I said, I've seen people who I thought were dressed super nice or you know decent not get in i've seen people get in i'm like damn they got that like and honestly at the end of the day like you said both parties were right to stick to their guns right as a consumer if any time a business wants you to you should change what you what you're doing change how you look or any or any sort of barrier to entry into their establishment you have every single right to be like no and take your black ass business elsewhere 
And as a business owner, you have every right to be like, I don't want certain shit in my business. I mean, and honestly, yeah, I'm going to be real. Sometimes, and I, and let me first by saying, personally, I didn't think anything that the young ladies had on was was crazy. I, it's not anything. And like the lace front thing, like, you know what I mean? I like, mean, pick, pick and choose your battles. I, I don't think that that was necessary. I think that was a little off the porch. But if it's true, because it could be a little exaggerated, we can be a little extra. And they also were coming from out of town. So I understand the animation. But also, like, I, personally, did I think that did I think them girls would have fit in just fine? Absolutely. But let's also be clear: sometimes y'all niggas be hella late for your reservations, and when y'all start treating black establishments like black shit, and wondering why there's pushback on that, because we want to. You can't say you want an elevated experience and not step. I look at it, and we can we can again. I look at it like this: there's always three sides to the story. There's his story, her story, and the truth. And I think the truth in this matter probably lies somewhere in the middle. Like, I agree. If if I had to, especially because like you know I've seen, I saw a video of them. I, maybe it was this establishment. Maybe it was another one afterward. But I saw a video of them in what looked like the establishment prior to prior to them going viral. You know what I'm saying? Because I ha- I happened to follow one of the other cousins of the cousins or whatever the case may be. You know how it is. But literally, <laughs> so it's like. Maybe it's possible, and again, I don't want to victim blame. It's possible you, you y'all being denied entry or kicked out didn't start off with the lace front or the wig cap, but after y'all done, you know, said some things or you know, felt some type of way, he probably gave that jab in as like a a parting gift. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure there was some shit talk back and forth. Because because we we know know your personnel know who your peoples are we know there's some shit talk back and forth we we ain't got to go into the details but you me and everyone who knows who we're talking about knows there's some shit talk back and forth. I mean, I <laughs> and so and also from that video, it doesn't look like those those young ladies were you know afraid to to buck back if they felt like they got bucked at. You feel me? So we. We know I mean, there was some shit talk back and forth. You feel me? Like those those young ladies were not scared of nobody. They were not scared. They they were very much confident in who they were as themselves. We know, so you know what I'm saying. So I could I can definitely see like there being an argument in place between the two parties, and then in an argument, people say all types of shit. Especially when motherfuckers have y'all ever worked a door? Like I don't. I'll be honest with you, as somebody who's had to work a door. Um, for a certain place or whatever, and and had to deal with crowds and people just being belligerent and demanding, and you do get an attitude, like you do start your tongue gets a little sharp because it's like no, yeah, yeah. and especially because I had to, I've had to work doors too. I haven't had to work a door in a while, but I've worked doors too, and it's just like especially like when there's alcohol involved or there's excitement and and, and there's that energy, yeah, people start especially when there's a charge. Where, where it's like people just you know they why the line taking so long or man come on let me just get in with it no nigga no the, my price is my price and the That's reservation the- times are the reservation times and and it and, and and shit the dress code is the motherfucking dress code and I think you know what it is I'm gonna be honest women when it comes to dress codes when and in this kind of setting outside of like your you know professionalism and and white troping and and all that other kind of shit right outside of white supremacist environment. Women are not used to having dress codes being enforced in club vibes and settings and black establishments. Typically, the dress code is meant for niggas. Typically, no white tees, no ball caps, no crazy, no baggy jeans, no sneakers. Like, there's a lot. And like, typically, the dress code for men is like, look like your mama love you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look like, like you care. So the, the other part about it is this. I, when women are told what they can and cannot wear into certain establishments, it does come across like microaggressive depending upon the delivery. What the fuck you especially, mean, my lace front? Especially as a man, like like as a man. Telling a woman yeah. that her lace front is showing is microaggressive. You know what I mean? Like very, that's a very, if there is a, if there's a different layer of thin ice, you're walking on that layer of thin ice. You're exactly. not even walking on the regular, like you're walking on perilous waters as a black man trying to tell a black woman Anything about why her appearance needs to change for her to be granted access into your your space 
you're walking on the most thin of thin ice. Right. So it's just like, I'm not about to sit here and, you know what I mean? Like, make it seem like then ladies didn't have a point. They probably did. They probably did get talked to crazy. They probably absolutely did. And that's probably also a part of the, the frustrations behind everything. But like I said, when you're on the back end of it and that's what you get. And then, and I love us for real because we also know that that's not going to, it's like true kitchen. It's going to have the true kitchen effect. Y'all niggas, the reservations for next Sunday are bananas. It's going to be oh, a zoo in there. Oh, absolutely. Everybody, everybody who has an inkling of how this business goes, I, especially Easter Sunday, nigga. Oh, they are, nigga. That place is going to be jumping like Jordan. After one o'clock Easter Sunday, it, it's going to be, y'all are going to get out of service, come straight through in your Easter pink. And, and your Sunday, and your Sunday motherfucking best. And your Sunday's fucking best. And it's going to be a goddamn zoo. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm not working because it's my birthday. So I'll be sitting at the bar enjoying the, enjoying the view. And like, and I, I think that's part of like just a recent trend of like controversy sells. Because the same, you know, like the same thing happened with uh, True Kitchen. True Kitchen's like IG followers doubled in the aftermath of their of, of their of their uh, incident. Double hell, Derek Jackson, that nigga in the helmet of salvation he has for a wife gained two hundred thousand followers in the past week. Controversy sales, and honestly, we ain't got to talk much about it because Little Nas X don't make music for me, right? But all of the controversy around his new song and his new video is just pushing it up the billboard charts. And also... Little, y'all do this with Little Nas X every twist and turn. And y'all, and, y'all, and, y'all, and y'all lose because Little Nas X is better at the internet than you. Yes. <laughs> like, my feelings... Put it like this. First and foremost, I... I I'm not arguing with any Gen X or, or Gen Z or whatever about the fucking internet. That's like arguing with my son about technology. That's a lost cause. And I'll put it like this. I know, listen, I know for a fact that that little Nas X video is not something I'm ever going to watch on purpose. Ever. I know that's not for me. Again, I support, shout out to him, you know, he's trying to stand in his truth and all of that shit. But I don't want to see that nigga twerking on Satan. Like, I don't, I don't want to see that, 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 I know that. that. None of that sounds appealing to me. I'll but you real. know what I did? And I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't tweet about it. I ain't talk about it. I'm I'm low-key mad I'm talking about it now because I know it's not for me. Here's the other part about it. The 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 big the big 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 part about it for me. Old Town Road was a terrible song. I there I said it. And I waited to say it. We, so- we, we low-key got that nigga number one off a of pure spite. We heard that nigga got kicked off the country charts, and we was like, oh. And ran it up. <laughs> we was in fucking, it was, it was a real cowboy girl song. It was a cowboy summer last summer. Everybody had we on cowboy like, hats oh, and fucking shingles. We was like, okay, bet. Y'all niggas don't want to take this nigga off the, off the charts. Bet, we go right it up. Niggas, like, come on now. Like, it, it was one of those things where... It's similar to like how, and I'm, and this is blasphemous coming from a future fan. This is similar to how the future hive started. Uh huh. We started it as a joke so much it became real. Yeah, because niggas didn't actually believe the shit future had to say, but that y'all liked the fact that bitches hated it. So y'all trolled us about it, and now it's a thing. And literally, little Nas X is better at the internet than you. I don't care who you are. He is better at the internet than you. He came up as a Nicki Minaj stan. He was a barb. And if there's anything I know, to never argue with a Nicki Minaj barb on Twitter. Hell no. All he gonna do is troll y'all. And honestly, he been trolling y'all for five days straight. About a song that honestly is ass. And if y'all just ignored it, like we should have did Old Town Road. I mean, had everybody just ignored it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be number one. Little Nas X is good at controversy. And honestly, that's what keeps selling his music. That's uh, honestly, 
Anyway, because we have to talk about this, and I don't want to. I really don't want to. So my prayers are, let me start by saying, and honestly, we're going to start by saying this is a trigger warning. We are getting ready to talk about domestic violence and abuse. I'm first going to start by saying that if you are in a situation, not not your home girl, I'm going to talk to you because sometimes it, it, you can't save them if they don't want to be saved. I will start by saying that. And there are certain people, and I'm not speaking about sweetie, uh, this has nothing to do with sweetie. When it comes to domestic violence as a survivor herself, you're not ready to go until you're ready to motherfucking go. So it's not just, oh, well, my homegirl's going through it. How do I help her? When she tells you she's ready to be helped, you can let your homegirl know for a fact that you know her situation, that you see her without overstepping your boundary or making her situation about you, right? But you can't save anybody who's not ready for that. You can't go above and beyond for somebody who's not ready to go above and beyond for themselves in any capacity, domestic violence or, or anything otherwise. You can only be their biggest fan and their biggest supporter. And when they're ready to move, be ready to move. That's it. So the, my message today, I'm speaking to actual abuse victims. You're in the thick of the shit, okay? Because sometimes you don't know that shit stinks until you're, while you're sitting in it. Um, I'm going to first start by saying, sweetie, baby, I am so sorry. There's nothing normal about that. And unfortunately, the, I ran across the video. I have did a good job of ducking and dodging that video. It did not come across my timeline all day. I was so grateful. I'm following the right niggas. And then, of course, DJ Academics got retweeted onto my timeline, so I saw the video. Why that nigga still has breath in his body, Academics, is beyond me and another topic for another day. Anyway, um, sweetie did not deserve that. And if you mean to tell me that you and your boyfriend normally, you and your partner normally scuffle with each other, that's not normal. I've had boyfriends get a little too rough during sex and apologize. I know we come from a different a generation where it's like, oh, normalize the unnormal or normalize things that are typically um, taboo in order to make comfort and bring safe spaces to people who don't typically have one. Domestic violence isn't one of those things. Being mistreated and mishandled is never going to be something I'm ever going to tell anybody, oh, it's normal. That's supposed to happen to you. It is not. You do not deserve to ever be treated or handled outside of the way that looks like love, respect, and affirmation to you at any point in time. Now, I'm not saying I don't play fight with my boyfriends. I absolutely, I'm aggressive. I love play fighting. I love wrestling. But that's out of love and sexual tension and chemistry. What we saw in that elevator was not that. And what broke my heart was after he slung her to the ground, he turned his back to her. And of course, there's no audio, so we don't know what was the exchange or what was being said. And I honestly don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. What I saw was enough. I don't give a rat's ass what she said to that man. I don't give a flying fuck if she was calling his mama a dirty bastard. Oh, my mama a dirty bastard? Well, this will be the last time you see me and that dirty bastard. That's, you walk away. I'm not saying that women are not a handful. I'm not saying that we can't be dramatic. I'm not saying that we can't, we can't take it there or that there are not women who enjoy provoking men. This ain't that though. And this is never what I'm talking about. I am talking about you dirty dick, dusty ass, weak ass, punk ass, bitch ass niggas who think that putting your hands on a woman makes you anything more than a bitch made ass nigga. And to be honest with you, if my niggas run into you, you're going to have a problem. There are niggas whose heads are still, there's a price on it to this day for some shit that you put me through. I just ain't ran into you and I don't know where you are, which is for everybody's good and safety because I'm going to take it, not there, there. I think that we learn a lot of the, our basic fundamental life principles in kindergarten. 
And the one that we keep missing somehow, and I know this is funny coming from me, keep your fucking hands to your motherfucking selves. I throw hands at people who honestly put me in harm's way. There are men who struggle with their self-esteem, who get with vibrant women and, and popping women and women who give them life and meaning and purpose and abuse them because they wouldn't know what their life meant without it. And let's be quite clear, Quavo is the second favorite rapper in his relationship. We know Sweetie can't rap, but Sweetie is good at everything the fuck else. And we let, we liked Quavo and we gave Quavo a pass for a lot of shit that he like to for being the the third best Migo, second best. He's the second best Migo in this group. I give him that. For being honestly mediocre outside of his own rap group because of the the, the adoring boyfriend he was. It was a brand. You're Sweetie's boyfriend. You could have been honestly Sweetie's boyfriend for the remainder of your career. And honestly, we'd have, we would have accepted it because they were a cute ass couple. But what is it about you niggas and feeling the need to put your hands on fucking women and making it the woman's fault? What is it with you weird ass niggas? Why do y'all feel the need to take from women who want nothing from you? And if honestly, it gets to be above your head, it gets to be too much, it gets to be a little too hot to handle, both of y'all are rich as fuck. Walk away. You don't have no kids together. You don't have any, I mean, from what we, what we know, you don't have any real financial obligations to this, to this woman. Nothing permanent, nothing that your lawyers can't sort out. But I guarantee putting your hands on her was never an option. Also, there are no two sides to right and wrong. Excuse me. There are not two sides to right and wrong. Some shit is right and some shit is wrong. And watching some of y'all do the mental gymnastics and reaching it takes to justify Quavo putting his fucking hands on that woman is absolutely disgusting. And no, Quavo and Sweetie will may not see your, your, your tweets about abuse, but your friends in difficult, very difficult and harmful and dangerous situations will. And they'll know how to handle you when they get to the other side of it because they will. Or maybe they need you. And you just made it that much harder to be an advocate or someone that they can trust with their situation and their circumstances. The first thing that they tell abuse victims when they're trying to get out is make a plan and have a community. You're, you're not going to need, you're, you cannot be alone when you are leaving a dangerous situation. That's the first thing that they tell you. Where are you going and who's going to be with you? Because if you're by yourself, you make yourself very vulnerable and it's very dangerous for you to be alone. Somebody needs to be with you. And people in their fucking opinions about circumstances that A, are not about them, and B, they've never been through or experienced, piss me off because you don't know what you're saying. Not only do you not know what you're saying, you don't know what it sounds like, and you don't know what it reads to the person like me, who's lived through that. I know what it feels like to cover a black guy. I know what it feels like to lie to family members. I know what it feels like to scream in a pillow so that your child does not hear you. I don't think domestic violence jokes are ever going to be funny to me. They're not funny. There's nothing funny. And you cannot make light out of a man manhandling a woman like that. And I'm going to talk to my ladies here for a second. Because... It's one thing to pick a fight with a man for makeup sex. It's another thing for you to be just as abusive because you were abused. I have seen women do some very manipulative and nasty things. Nasty. And if that man reacted like he probably should have, he'd be in jail. And because he's smart enough to know that, your ass got away with some shit you shouldn't. And I'm telling you, anybody who hears this right now, you think about raising a hand. To the men that I call brother, or the child that I call son, or the man that I call dad, I'm going to make every bit of jail time I serve worth my while. We're going. Oh, we're going. Happily. So I'm not going to speak too much on the Quavos and the specifics behind Quavo and, and, and Sweetie, just because honestly, we don't know. And we don't know these people. 
And but I know what I saw and I know what I felt when I saw it. And it hurt it it, it made my stomach hurt. It just it, it did not sit well with me because I guarantee whatever the fucking issue was, it should have never been that. And I hope that nigga don't touch another red cent. Calvin? I uh, I don't know if people really want to hear from the man on this sort of thing. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, I try to I try to be knowledgeable as far as like when my opinion is uh, is welcome and when it's not. And I feel like increasingly my opinion and or the opinion of people who look like me aren't welcome in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say what I what I think very carefully because I don't I don't want it to get misconstrued into something I don't mean. We oftentimes we put these social media celebrity relationships on a pedestal because we're celebrities, right? But you but you don't necessarily know what they're going through behind the scenes. Cause this was, um, that the video that leaked was before the breakup. Like it was, it was in 2020 and we were in March. So, so this was, so this wasn't recent actually. Um, I can't speak on specifics because I don't know. I don't know these niggas and I don't know the full story. So I, any, anything that I would say, is based off of speculation, and that's the last thing you want to do in this sort of thing, right? Right. In general, the golden, you know, the golden rule, I think that's what they call it, or again, keep your hands to yourself. I think that that's the that's the thing. And it's like I'm glad that you kind of spoke on some of the things that was talked about, um, you know, to the women, because again, it, it, it sounds better coming from you than coming from me. Coming from me, it looks like I'm trying to find excuses on why, you know what I'm saying, niggas should hit women, and that's not the case. Oh, no. I would never sit here and tell a soul that a nigga putting his hands on her is ever going to be appropriate, or a woman putting their hands on you is ever appropriate. Now, yeah, yeah, am so I going I to lie like and say that I've never gotten into a domestic dispute with a boyfriend and some fists got thrown? I absolutely have. That's not no shit I'm proud of. That's not no shit I'm proud of. Like, no. Yeah, and so I just look at it like, I've been slapped in the face by, by a woman before that I was involved with. I've been slapped in the face before. I've been, I've been spit at. You know what I mean? Like it's not shit I'm proud of either. But it's like it, it takes a lot of like internal mental fortitude and like calmness to like have that happen to you. And because because your instinct, your physical instinct is to react. Like it's just it's just to react. Like someone slaps you, you, like your body almost wants to reflectively just slap that person back. How I mean, our parents teach us this. Our parents teach it like if they hit you, hit them back. And then we go through societal training, societal learning was like, no, and certain you never hit a woman. And so it's 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 one of those things where no matter I want I want I want the men to know. I want all the men listening to this to know. No matter what you think is a good enough reason, it's not. It's not. Like it's not. It's 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 and and I know it sucks to be the bigger person, right? It's like, man, she can do all of this to me and I just gotta sit there. Yes. You gotta walk away and you you gotta just you gotta Whatever L you feel like you're taking by letting her beat up on you or disrespect you or you got to take it. And I, I, it bothers me to even give this advice, but it's real. Because at the end of the day, even though we all talk about equality, this isn't the equality that we're talking about. This isn't the 
Oh, if they can hit me, I can hit. No, no, you can't. No, that's not how this works. It's not. That's not how this works. You, you have to. You have to understand that, like, you have more to lose. Because, like, like, and I, and I say this to say, like, there is no situation besides potentially your life being at risk, like in immediate, actionable fucking danger, where you can explain why you hit somebody and it makes sense as a man. I'm you can't real. do that. I'm be real. I don't. I don't think of any circumstances, and I'm I'm speaking as somebody who is raising a black child, a black son. Of any circumstances that run through my head that I'm just like, yeah, whoop her ass, Braylon. Like, I'm I'm sitting here like, okay, she hit you first. So you get her off of you. Do not hit her back. Get her up off of you and walk out the front door. And then you walk out of the door in front of the house. You sit in your car, your vehicle, whatever you need to do. You physically leave whatever environment you're currently in. Physically get up, get your shit and walk out and call the cops. But I can't sit here and say, "Yeah, Braylon, smack the shit out of her." You're, 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 and maybe I'm. You're saying what I'm saying, right? I, maybe I'm not doing a good a job. I know. I'm it. just putting it to a different perspective. Because it's literally like, again, like there's no real recourse where it's like you can explain why you hit her in the face. Like, I'm thankful for the women in my life who have have shown it and told me this multiple times around that, like, there's... N- I never have a need to react physically. And there's been times where I've, I, I've been in that position where, like, nah, like, shorty slapped me, slapped me dead to fuck in the face. Like, dead to fuck in the face. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. You know what? And, like, what you said is correct. Like, you gotta really just... You have to remove yourself. You have to kind of just... And, and as a man, like, your pride is hurt when, like, I had Shorty slap me in the face in front of people. And, er- and everybody was like, ooh, like, ooh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, making fun of me for getting hit in the face. Like, I'm, if I'm lying, I'm fucking flying. No. And, and like, literally, it, it's like, damn, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't let her do that if I was, I'm like, there's a reason I'm me and you're you. Like, yeah, it, it, it. As a man and as a pride, as a pride thing, it hurt, it eats at you that you just right. You, you gotta you, there's you, certain shit as a man that you gotta eat. I'm so sorry, and I, I'm not saying that take the abuse or stick around for it because I don't believe men should stick around for abusive situations. But just knowing, and it's not that it's right. Hear me when I say this. I'm not saying that it's right. We all know how that story plays out, though. She hit me first. You're yeah, okay, my nigga. Like even if you were right. You could have been justified. It could have been self-defense. It, you could have had every rhyme and reason in the book and been 110% right for doing what you did. You're still not going to be right for doing what you did. And because I know that ha- that's how society is going to look at my black child, how society looks at black men, you got to play the longer game. The longer game. So it, it sucks to constantly always have to be the guy in that position. But do you want to win the battle or the war? And that's and I think that's part of the reason I advocate like that the first sign of some shit like that, leave my nigga. Like if she if she ever feels like she can take you there, or like if she if if first signs where she's like eventually you may be able to get there, or like it's not worth it, bro. Leave, bro. And and I'm not saying this to put the blame on the woman in the scenario at all. Like, at the end of the day, you can't touch her. You can't hit her. You can't touch her. That's the, that's the pure bottom line facts of the situation. You can't do it. No matter what happens, no matter how it got there, no matter how it got to that point, can't do it. You can't, you can't, can't wrestle with her. You can't, you can't, you can't just, you can't do none of that shit, bro. If she take your phone and just start running with it, you can't do, you can't, you can't do nothing with it, bro. Like, that's, they saying that's the story with with, with these two, Quavo and Sweetie. That she like he he was trying to leave. She took some shit and ran, and that's what we saw. Even so, you still can't do that shit. You can be like, hey, bro, whatever the fuck she found in there, she found and and chalk it. 
and literally chalk it, take that up with God. But there's absolutely no way I'm going to sit here and ever justify a man putting his hand. I honestly don't agree with women putting their hands on men at all either. Because girl, what the fuck are you doing? Now, if we turn around and smack the shit out of you, he'd still be dead wrong. Sit your little ass down. Somebody and, that's, ha- and, and, and that's really and that's really the case. It's honestly and truly the case. Is like, look, keep your hands to your fucking self, bro. Like all genders, all sexual identities, because domestic violence also in 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 homosexual and lesbian relationships too. And y'all think that's okay because they're the same gender? No, it's not. You never no. supposed if if you if you really say that you love and care and, and you you adore somebody. Hitting them should never ever cross your mind. Keep your fucking hands to yourself, nigga. Like it's really that simple. And so, like, everything could be solved by keeping your hands to your fucking self. Nothing's gonna be perfect. Niggas argue all the time. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and we and we praying for all the victims. That we know and that we don't know, because truth be told, there's some victims out here we don't know about because they 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 haven't left yet, or they left before it got noticeable. Like so, we so we praying for all of them, and I and I hope I come off as I hope this comes off as serious as I take it, because it's not it's not right, it's not right, it's not right, and I don't want to and I don't want as a man to belabor the point of like what women can do to avoid that, because at the end of the day, he can't he, he shouldn't hit you no matter what you do. It's also like, don't hit him. <laughs> like it's 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 one of those things where the answer is so simple. Every time we see it not go that way, it's frustrating because the answer is literally just don't. If you're that angry, take somebody got to leave the space, bro. Call up your homie, call up your homegirl. Like I need to stay with you for a couple minutes. I need to because I can't be around this nigga right now. It literally. I, it, it sounds a lot more simple. And it, and for me, it is because it's like, you know what? Keep your hands to yourself. Everybody keep their motherfucking hands to their motherfucking self. All right. And we, yeah, just you know, prayers for all of the victims that we know of and that we don't know of um, going through this, you know what I'm saying, men and women, because we know there's, there's some women who like to beat on their niggas too, but. Just keep your fucking hands to yourself, man. Like, honestly and truly. Everyone. All right. Um, I'm going to wrap this up with talking about my 30s, shall we? <laughs> you mean your 30s that actually haven't happened yet? I know. <laughs> my not, 30s that haven't You're not 30 yet. until, like, Saturday. I know. Um, But for real, in the past 30 years, the biggest lesson that I have learned is Time is your friend, but it's also one of the most things, the one of the things that like we take for granted, like time, 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 time. Because I blinked and I am 30 and I have a lot of shit to show for it, but not everything I want and not everything I'm deserving of. And like I say, at the end of this decade, I will have a grown ass man and things that I want and and time that I want and and people and experiences and just things. I want it all. And I don't want anybody to feel like, I don't want to leave my 30s feeling like there was a stone of my 20s that I didn't touch. I'm glad I shook my ass in my 20s. I'm glad I popped my pussy. I'm glad I traveled. I'm glad I got all the shameful and not so, um, and did some shit I'm just not proud of in my 20s. I am so fucking glad I got that shit out of my fucking system. Because I don't want to be the woman who's searching for the things that she should have found in her 20s and her thir- in her mid-30s. That feels stunted to me. And I don't want to be that. I want to grow up. <laughs> I find myself naturally getting up at 7 a.m. And I have random back pain and a routine. Hey, once you get past once you get past like 25, you don't really need to set an alarm anymore. Your problems will wake you up before your alarm does. Okay, because I'm up at seven o'clock every day. Um, but just being proud of myself, give myself credit for how far I've come can come. Give myself, you know, and being honest with myself about how much further I need to go, and giving myself room to figure out everything in between. I have loved, I have lost, I have 
been heartbroken. I've had major, major, major losses and incredible successes. Uh, excuse me. I have put some L's. I have put some L's and some W's on the board. And as I walk away from this past decade, I want to say thank you to the people who have been here. My twenties was a fucking doozy, <laughs> and arguably so. I don't know if I should have made it out of that shit, but we did, nigga. We made it, and. I'm grateful and I'm proud and I'm excited for everything else that this life has for me and everything else that's sure to come. And for real, for real, let's just get to it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for 30 to hit me like a ton of bricks. Bring it on. I'm only going to get finer. I'm only going to get richer. I'm only going to get more stable and more successful. And I got a steady hand over the things that are happening in my life right now. And I'm just so proud. I'm just, ooh, I can go on and on and on. But, um, I love you guys. And my birthday is Saturday, April 3rd. Um, wish me a well one. Also, I have one request. And my request has not changed besides cash apps. Um, for my birthday, I want, if you have your funniest memory with me, if it's on video or film or a picture you have with me, that was just a great fucking time. We were having a ball. We were lit together. Or like we have a cute picture or just your favorite thing that me and you have together, post it up. Tell the story on the timeline. Like Instagram a video telling the story of how I had you fucked up one time and it I got us into some shit that I couldn't get us out of or whatever. Like whatever your favorite memory of me with you thus far, I want to see it. Um, I have such a different appreciation for life. I'm trying not to cry. I have my lashes on, so I'm not going to cry. But my my appreciation for life has changed. And it's turned into gratitude. And as long as I stay rooted in gratitude, abundance will follow me. So um, here's to 20. Thank you for 20. I'm ready for 30. Let's get it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Allie. <laughs> but um, Calvin, you want to end us on a positive note? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, um, we, by the time this episode's dropped, we have gotten through the first quarter of 2021. Um, I, I, I made a playlist, those kind of the songs of the quarter, you know what I'm saying? And you know me, you know I love sports and shit, so the first quarter is generally the time where... In sports, it's the time that you kind of feel things out. You you have your strategy that you come going in and you see what the opponent's strategy is and how you play it and what you need to do and all of that stuff, right? Right. In business, the first quarter, the first fiscal quarter is generally the time where you may take some losses. You know what I'm saying? You're coming off of a high that's the holiday season and and you do a lot of your planning in the first quarter, but you also may understand that you may have to take a little bit of a loss to set up for the remaining of a quarter. So I say that to say, this first quarter, this first quarter of 2021, I mean, just looking looking at looking at it, it has has been that. Like we've taken some L's. Um, we almost got our government overthrown in January, and that <laughs> seems. That seems like so long ago, and it's three months ago, like where we literally watched white supremacists and white terrorists literally get within feet of like running into the the Congress and the Capitol Hill and and killing niggas. We we've seen we've seen a girl go viral because she put gorilla glue in her hair, but also her putting gorilla glue in her hair. And everything that came with that, going to the doctor to get it, led to the doctor finding a lump on her breast mm. that probably wouldn't have been found if she didn't go through that experience and have to go through the hospital. Um, we've seen some of the people that we place on pedestals fall, literally and figuratively. Yeah. And I say all of that to say and to remind everyone that, like, your first quarter doesn't dictate how your second quarter goes and your third quarter goes and your fourth quarter goes because you're, you're just supposed to take the lesson that you learned from this first quarter and apply.
apply it to the remainder of the game. We've learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? We've learned a lot in this quarter. Like, you know, and I feel like I am, let me not speak for others. I've learned a lot. And one day I'm going to tell you about how shitty this first quarter has been for me. But I'm, I'm not telling y'all until I got a testimony on how I came from the other side of it. You feel me? I don't believe in sharing the bad news about the good no more. Y'all done got all my ass about it all 2020. I ain't doing it 2021. <laughs> as long as you know, nigga, because we love you, but my God. Listen, Nick, <laughs> I could go on an entire rant about how my sadness and depressive episodes have fed niggas the entire fuck up for the past 12 months. Ooh, fed us up. Y'all niggas was y'all niggas was mad at me being sad. I was like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> like, of course I'm sad. Look around. <laughs> like, it's hard to be aware and positive. But this first quarter, uh, if 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 you are where you want to be, that's great. Continue that momentum. Keep pushing forward. You're gonna kick ass and take names the rest of the year. If you ain't where you want to be, that's okay, too. We still got a lot of game left for you to get back right, for you to get back on the scoreboard, for you to put some numbers on the board. So either way it goes, understand that this is just the first quarter. We got a lot more game ahead of us, Lord willing. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, sometime soon we return to a sense of normalcy, but we also never forget the lessons that we've, we've learned over the past 12 months. That's my positive note. Uh, I'm signing off. Happy birthday again to uh, to young Allie Nicole. Here. <laughs> um, you know, just, just, just. I appreciate, and I'm. I appreciate you for being you. Oh, I think shit. <laughs> in all of the good that means, and in some of the bad, I think I wouldn't. If I had an option to take you any other way, I wouldn't. Oh, Calvin. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. Cause again, you got your lashes on. I, I can't I can't let you cry them off, but just understand that that I appreciate you for who you are and what you what you mean to me. Aww. Um outside of just this platform that we share, but just in general. Um and you know me. You know I don't do the public mushy shit, but I appreciate you for everything. I know. And Look at you. <laughs> I, appreci- I appreciate you for everything. And just understand that, like, if you ride and I'm rolling, that's all that is to it. I love you. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock.